It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. What's up, world? Ladies and gentlemen, Randy Holkster is no longer the co-host of Off the Rails Uncensored Part 2, and we're moving times to 11.30 a.m. So allow me, without further ado, to introduce to you a good friend of mine. He goes by the name of Fisher. So welcome to the show, the new co-host, ladies and gentlemen. I give to you, I'm not Ted DiBiase, Fisher. Hey, what's up, man? Good to be here. What's going on? Yeah, it's good to, it's good to have a familiar voice on a, on a new journey together, man. I had some failed ventures beforehand. Uh, those Missouri guys, WWE, Kansas City, holy shit. Um, <laughs> let's see what else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, this is um, uh, Yeah, this is like uh two or three years in the making. We've been talking about doing a podcast for a while now. I'm finally glad that uh we've had time to do this, so this is gonna be fun. Yeah, this is more fun than the fucking fracking Super Bowl, ladies and gents. I mean, I swear. The entertainment value is gonna be way up there. Yes. Yes. Uh no refs here, so uh all fair love and war, so we're good to go. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, it, it's just like uh, I tell people because it's funny. Granny was asking me uh, yesterday that I had like 97, 98 messages on Instagram. Who's the new co-host? Who's the new co-host? And I said, the magician must not reveal the go-around behind his tricks. So, yeah, yeah. Is what it is, yep. folks. We're gonna get right down to business with Fisher right here on Off the Rails Uncensored Part Two. So monkeys in the truck or whatever. Hit the SmackDown Live theme, shall we? <laughs> Yeah. 
SmackDown Live, no surprise, dude. It it starts hot out the gate because this is Mania season, and you and I both know the E likes to rev shit up, even if the engines haven't been revving for quite some time, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> they start off hot, though. I give them credit. They start off with Charlotte, you know, starting off saying, you know, Becky may or may not be cleared. And then, of course, Becky comes down from the rafters and wants to start a fight with Charlotte on one good leg. So I guess you could call her the one-legged woman in an ass-kicking contest. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. I think she's, dude, you I, know... I, yeah, I was, I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, just not, not too long ago. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, about this, you know, and I think it's weird... Uh, years ago, and I think this has been a theme that, and, and you can attest to it, I've said it and you've heard it, you know, the women come on and I'm like, okay, piss break, and I walk off into the bathroom. Anymore, you know, I see guys like Jeff Hardy come out and I'm like, piss break, but I see Becky Lynch come and I'm like glued to my chair. Um, I love I love what they're doing with her. Um, it makes it interesting. Um, the tag, the women's tag division coming alive, that's getting really interesting, but yeah, I think I think they started off right uh, with Becky Lynch coming out there because we all know the the quote unquote suspensions and how they work, and we all know she's going to come around, you know, before Mania and kind of see where this storyline's going. And so, yeah, I think it was an incredibly hot start with Becky Lynch. I, I I'm going to say, dude, if Becky Lynch was not cleared, you can guarantee my brethren in the East Coast would be booing the fuck out of Ronda Rousey yet again. Um, simply because she's not, you and I both know this, she's not organic. And it feels like when she said to the crowd on Monday Night Raw, I used this as a reference point yesterday, um, when you let the crowd get to you, and, and this may be a learning curve for Rhonda, it, it's just going to make things worse. Yeah, for a while, especially when she, uh, when she picked up the title, it's it just gotten really stale. And I mean, it's good that she's not doing the Brock Lesnar thing and showing up just monthly. She's doing some little matches here, little matches there. But you know, I think that it's, it's looking predictable. It's looking predictable. She'll drop it at Mania, and, and from what I'm hearing, she's out after that. So um, you know, they're gonna book her strong in the meantime, and you know, put over whoever you know Becky Lynch, or if they do the four horsewomen angle like that's been discussed. Um, but with, you know, the Charlotte-Becky rivalry, I don't know how that's going to work. That's, that's something I've been kind of, you know, trying to figure out how they're going to do that. But, uh, but yeah, fun is getting kind of stale. Something, you know, told me, it's like, why is it her best friend, Shayna Baszler, is doing eons better? You know, as far as progression goes and growth and, and learning and as a champion, Shane is much better than Ronda. Mhm. Yeah. And I think that I think that's difference of performance center and someone who's on the road trying to train. That Shana's, you know, full time training and she's doing it a little longer, I think, and that obviously shows. Um and she's had some good matches and such, but I mean I think Ronda's had a few good ones. Um, I think she surprised us all with how well she's done. It hasn't been a complete shit show. I mean, she's had her moments, but it hasn't been as bad as I think a lot of us thought it was going to be. But, um, yeah, like 
Shane and Baszler, I mean, if they do the four horsemen thing, you know, Baszler is probably going to be, you know, shooting his veteran on that one and, and leading that team. So, yeah, but I think that's all it is. I think it's just location of, you know, she's at the Baszler's at the performance center more, and, you know, she gets a lot more time in the ring, I think, than, you know, Ron, Ronda, she's always traveling, so. I I completely agree because, like I said, when I was at SummerSlam, dude, the match with Alexa Bliss, I'm not trying to bring up all her negative matches, but, you know, the cynic yeah. in me, uh, it was a shit show and a half when you hype a fucking match, uh, you promo it, promo it, make Bliss out to be the bad, you know, bad cowardice or whatever, and then you get in the ring in front of Brooklyn of all places and you give us a seven-minute match. Why? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. Yep. That's what they rehearsed, you know. It's not a lot of not a lot of calling in the ring with Ronda. you got to have it all almost completely mapped out from what I understand. Mm. It's harder to go long. It's harder to go longer if you have if you if you have to memorize it all. If you if you're a vet, you know you're AJ Styles and you know Daniel Bryan, you guys can go hour and a half. You guys just call it all night long. But you know, if everything has to be mapped out, it's only going to go so long. <laughs> because dude, like I told you, like doesn't matter what region she's in. She even like okay, so after Survivor Series, we were talking. We and I were just discussing about it seems forced. Like, after she got up after a beating, yo, that's total disrespect to professional wrestling because, yeah, you know, you got beat up by Charlotte, so now you're going to walk up on your own power and then stare down the crowd? Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that I think just overall selling is, is something that she has, she's gotten better at, but there's still a lot of room for improvement in that department. You know, you get the beat down and she pops right back up. It's like, come on. Like, you know. <laughs> I mean, if you and – let's say if you and I have a, or like a last man standing match and you beat me and tear me to ribbons, am I going to be able to get up after the beating you gave me with steel chairs to the throat and, and you know, kendo sticks to the back and a barbed wire bat to the face? Like, no, dude. I'm going to sell that shit like a motherfucker because – to me, I want the crowd to believe I'm disheveled. I'm I'm the baby face in this instance, let's say, and uh, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's and that's what that's exactly what you're supposed to do, exactly. So I mean, yeah, I don't know, but uh, I think I think what she's done, I think is is good. I think that she'll move on, and I think once she's once she's gone, I think we can kind of freshen up that division a little bit. As weird as that sounds, I mean, she was such a big hyped-up thing, but it's only good for so long. Um, I think with her and maybe once, once Brock is out, I'm I'm really – I'm going to go back to the, you know, shorter title reigns. I feel like there's just nothing special about it anymore. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just ready for someone young to come up and get it, be the new – face, you know. Speaking of young and upcoming, man, I'm kind of, and some people laughed at me on Instagram. I was discussing with this uh, person. He said, what do you think of Mustafa Ali? I said, he Mm -hmm. reminds me a lot of uh, 
not Rey Mysterio, but you know, like a how Seth Rollins used to look with his gear, and then uh, how Sean Waltman X Pac used to be always like the underdog because of his height, but he could move really good. I think that's kind of what Mustafa or who Mustafa Ali reminds me of. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. Yeah, uh, the comparison to Rollins, I think, is is extremely fair. I think that's a um, between the look and the style of his physique. Um, and you know, and I would even go as far as saying Dolph Ziggler. Um, I was one of the few people back in like, gosh, 2007, whatever, 2008, whenever Dolph went out on his own and started doing his thing, I said, I said that dude's going to be a champion one day. And I got laughed after that. I was like, okay. But, like, years later, Del Rio, boom, it happened. Um, and I think Mustafa Ali, I think he's no different. I think he's one of those guys that he's coming out real strong and they're giving him a huge push out the gate. I mean, my gosh, Elimination Chamber, the guy's been on the main roster for, for not even three months. I mean, um, touche to that guy, you know. And I think that it's showing well and uh, I think he's handling himself well. And I think he's I think he's got every bit of the tools to do it. So, um I, I think I think he's definitely future champion material. I think so. he's definitely future champion material as well. I don't think the crowd now will be acclimated to him. I mean, he got an upset over Samoa Joe, you know, just to get his feet wet. You know, he went toe to toe with Randy Orton. Um, yeah. got, I think got a nice funny. shiner. <laughs> got a nice shiner from him. Yeah, nice that. Oh Whew. yeah. <laughs> So I don't sit up. Um, don't sit up during the stomps, man. He lay flat. That was that was on him. He sat up during the stomps. I'm like, bro, that's that's you. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Um, a lot of people are saying, well, I don't see how Oscar's title. I was like, you guys bitched about it for how many months now? She's champion, and now everyone flocks to Becky because why? Because that's mm-hmm. a question that relayed and on the SmackDown Live results, I'm saying, like, look, Asuka tore through NXT. There was no competition for it, and I don't care how many people say Ember Moon, Ember Moon. You can't deny talent. Ember's definitely talented, but mm-hmm. mm, it's the name talented. that keeps... Yep, see, I was about to say it. She's good, but she gets hurt a lot, so... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the shoulder uh, and now the arm. I don't know what's going on with her. She just, but, you know, the Oscar, like I said, since we Oscar. So the Oscar thing, um, it's funny. Like people, like you said, and it's funny people do complain about her, you know, holding the title, and they want they want it on Becky and all that. People who are complaining about Oscar having the title are the same people that said, you know, let's you know, end the streak, end the streak of Oscar, and then they end the streak, and then they go, well, they shouldn't have ended the streak. It's the same, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like the same people that, you know, they they want to see it, they want to see it, then they regret it, and they're like, oh, well, actually, it's it just, those people are always going to be there. I always laugh because, uh, speaking of rumor mills and, and stuff being ruined at WrestleMania 34, I was like, well, it was half and half. I mean, you could look at it this way. I mean, it's six and a half hours if you actually go. Like, I go, I've been going since Mania 29. I didn't think the Oscar-Charlotte Flair match was bad at all. My only pet peeve was they didn't they didn't continue the fucking feud after that. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, yeah, they yeah they kind of just ended it. Well, I didn't like how they put Oscar like on a losing streak afterwards. I thought that was kind of. I felt like what they could have done is a, you know, so she tapped out to Charlotte at WrestleMania. She could still say, well, no one's ever pinned me before, and she can at least keep that and build that to, you know, SummerSlam or whatever, you know, just to create some momentum with her, you know, streak, if you will. But, I mean, they just pissed all over her after WrestleMania. That that I didn't like. I thought that was kind of kind of shitty booking, in my opinion. But I see what they were doing um, amateur way. But I think they could have at least kept, you know, the no one's pinned me gimmick and kept that rolling. I, uh, you know, dude, it's funny. Um, a lot of things are going awry, you know, as far as the current female roster, especially Nikki Cross. I think it's better suited for her to be with Sanity is what most people are saying. Um, yes and no, because Sanity's not, I mean, they, they're not as sought out as New Day or the Usos, the ones the main roster fans are so used to. Yeah, and I think Killian Dane tweeted some displeasure to how booking is, and he's like, you know, my tag team brother's on SmackDown, my wife's on Raw, and I'm sitting at home. What what did I do? (laughs) You know, so I, I don't know. The whole sanity thing, it's another example of what was hot in NXT isn't hot on the main roster, and I think that a lot of people want call ups, they want call ups, but I don't think they really understand what they're asking for. Um, I mean, like there's countless, countless, you know, people from NXT that came up that just fizzled off, and I'm sure it would be way better back in NXT. I mean, my gosh, uh, Tyler Breeze, how did they, how did they fuck that up? You know. Tyler Breeze, Ty Dillinger, like how did I can't believe how bad that they booked all that, you know, and and a lot more. I mean, there's there's that's just two small examples of NXT talents that just got total shit on the main roster. That's why I think there's a constant division between NXT and Maine, like, okay. A lot of people chant Joe, Joe, Joe. I'm like, you have no fucking clue what he did in NXT to what he can do on Maine or what he did in TNA or what he did elsewhere in Japan. Mm-hmm. I was like, you have any yeah. idea that you guys are getting a boxed version of Samoa Joe? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the stuff he did with Styles was interesting. That was very much a a Samoa Joe that you and I remember, you know, the mind games and all that fun stuff, but uh, yeah, I mean, he it's nothing like what him and Kevin Owens and him and uh, Ben Balor and all them did in, in NXT, and you're just not seeing the same caliber, the same um, tactics that you saw from the the mean, the you know vicious mojo that we're all used to. So, but that's you know that's PG era for you. I mean, we we both know that, yes, a lot of people refer to Attitude Era as the best era of wrestling. No, it fucking wasn't. Uh, Let me, as far as wrestling goes, no, it really wasn't. As far as promos go, it was fucking gold all the way around. Moments, yeah, you're not going to recreate the Attitude Era moments. But now it's resurfacing to something new, like 
NXT and or Ring of Honor and New Japan and and Progress Wrestling and I dude, I gotta say I don't know if you watch uh, NXT UK but Walter, um, <laughs> I was so happy to see. I was happy to see that he showed up in in the uh, UK instead of just regular NXT because the thing with Walter is he won't travel. He doesn't he doesn't mind wrestling for him but he won't travel. So you won't you won't see him. At least as far as I know, you won't see him anywhere else but NXT UK, which is fantastic. I love I love NXT UK because I like a lot of just getting down and wrestling, and their strong style is really great. So yeah, it was it was awesome to see Walter. Worlds Collide was a shit show and a half. I'm gonna say it. I boy, yeah, you're gonna put Sad Gibbs. You're gonna protect your champion, so you're not gonna have them do shit. And then you're going to book, okay, Velveteen to win the whole thing, which is fine by me. I don't care. I love Velveteen Dream. But Jesus Christ, dude, they just literally put a you know a, a metaphorical remote and fast-forwarded the whole goddamn event. So it's literally a two-hour segment where it's kind of like the Mae Young Classic. They fast-forward through the non-interesting matches and then give the fans, okay, Velveteen versus Tyler Bate. Wasn't a bad match. It was good pace, you know, whatever, very good. But it's Worlds Collide, man. The UK is not supposed to like the US and, and you know, in wrestling fan speak. Yeah. They, you know, they could have, if they wanted to give Velveteen a number one contendership spot for title, and we all know that he's going for the uh, North American title, they should have just done an NXT taping and done a triple threat with Velveteen, Adam Cole, and Ricochet and just done that. I, I, that would have been way more interesting than the whole tournament. I felt like the whole tournament was just a way to get Velveteen over, which it did, get him a title shot, which it did. But I think that they could have done it way in a way more condensed and way more productive way, you know, than that. Well, and then, too, adding on to the Worlds Collide, which I believe was on that Saturday, the next day, they did the uh-huh. uh, halftime show, the halftime heat show, the six man. That was awesome. That was that was way better than the whole tournament. That was, you know, if they wanted to do something special for the weekend, that was it. Um, you know, dude, I think you and I can both agree. We may not agree. Actually, we do not agree on football fandoms. But holy <laughs> shit, thirty six thirty. 36 minutes versus four hours of what the fuck? Yeah. They put on a pretty much a 36-minute show, and it was better than anything that Raw and SmackDown has done in three hours. You know, it's it's crazy. And certainly with the theme of, of the Super Bowl, it was way more entertaining than every single aspect of the Super Bowl. That was complete. I told, you know, I told myself, I was like, I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl because I don't want to – be a part of the ratings. I had people over. They were wanting to watch it for the commercials. I gave it in. And like an idiot, like a sucker, I got sucked into the game, rooting for L.A. and all that crap, and how boring was that. And <laughs> I don't I don't care for Maroon 5. I haven't cared for them since 2003 when I thought they were a rock band, and they're not. Um, I don't know. So I, I didn't care about any of it. But uh, the halftime heat, the halftime heat show was, was really something special. I really, I really enjoyed that. And the fact they did it at the performance center, I thought was a really cool touch. Um, but yeah, it's good, good spots, smooth, six really great workers. Um, 
And, you know, going back to the call-up, those are six guys. I know, like, Velveteen wants to get called up, and I know a lot of people want to see him get called up. But, man, I, I hate know. to see him get buried on SmackDown Live or Raw, wherever he goes. But him and Gargano and, and all of them, you know, I, you know, they need to stay put. Uh, it's why I say if Undisputed goes, they're not – that's why Hunter's – DX, NWO, and Four Horsemen had a love child. It would be undisputed era. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, simply, simply because you look, you look at Roderick Strong. He's like Arn Anderson. You look at Adam Cole, who some people tease Shawn Michaels. Hey, it's your son. Right. <laughs> yeah. And everybody, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, and uh, what's his face, Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish. Uh, man. Oh man, Bobby says cracks me up. Uh, yeah. Especially was it during NXT Takeover Phoenix when Pat McPhee, dude, iron your pants before you go to an event, you moron. You work for WWE. You would think it would be funny to be in in shorts, but don't you know a dry cleaner? I mean, you make a salary for them. You're a writer for them. What the hell? <laughs> Gotta look good. I, oh yeah, well it's funny because I'm like, those legs are about as white as Seamus. That is pretty like, it's pretty funny when he puts up legs like you legs you know sixty as a kicker's legs. I'm like, someone still living in the past. I mean, <laughs> I like I like that I, I like Pat Maxey though. I I I followed him. I mean, since he was a kicker doing weird stuff with uh, the Colts, but, uh, no, I think it's, I like he's got a good personality. I don't know if the kickoff shows where he belongs, but, uh, I do like to see him get involved. He's a funny guy. In my opinion, I think he's like the Tony Romo of, uh, of NXT <laughs> now because, cause, like, he, he was predict. oh, speaking of NXT announcers, a lot of people, dude, I don't know if you believe what was fed to Sam Roberts because, you know, like he was talking about how Bianca Belair was a waste of the card. I don't disagree. I, I think that it's a half and half thing with Bianca. I I think that she's a good performer. She's strong. She's fast. She's quick. But that hair whip thing, I'm sorry. I'd bring, if I was in the ring where I would hide scissors in my tights and I would chomp it off, see what she'd do. (laughs) Well, because, yeah, but yeah, if someone brought up the point where somewhere in the rules, unwritten, whatever, that you can't, that that's illegal to strike someone with your hair or an extremity of that sort. So I don't, I don't even know if what she's doing is quote unquote legal. Obviously, they let her get away with it however many times. I think that's kind of the part where I'm kind of hung up on. That. You know, it's 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 interesting. It's it's very interesting. I like her. I love her gimmick. I think it's I think it's fresh. I think it's new. Her look is really great. Um, and she's a hell of a worker. No, if she was ready for that push, I mean, I I agree with that. I think there's other women. That I think we're probably more you know, put Candice LeRae in there. But uh, um, gosh, who else did they just sign recently? I can't. I'm getting I'm getting AEW signings all mixed up with NXT signings, but uh. There's there's other women that could have easily had that spot, but I mean you know that's who they want to go with. I think that you know she did she did good. I think it was a good match. I think she did well. 
I think she'll continue to, to get better. But I don't know. I have to agree with Sam Roberts. I'm, I don't know. It's weird, like, that he would, that he would almost, like, turn heel. I, I don't know. I, I was confused by that whole thing. Me too. I was like, are they feeding him stuff, you know, through his headset? Because he looked very uncomfortable about saying it. That's what it looked like. And it's like when they asked him about his comments, he kind of froze for a second. And then, like, yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Like, it was like, what? Like, what happened? Why did you? Okay. I don't know where the payoff is for this, but oh, whatever. <laughs> um, speaking of uncomfortable, I, you know, dude, you know, I, another friend of ours who's not on this show, we refer to ourselves as the Kansas City Shield. Well, let me explain something to you all about Dean Ambrose. I I think that when you're put in his position, he didn't. He's not leaving on bad terms. I'm getting a whole bunch of shit on Instagram. Well, he left on bad terms. He's leaving on bad terms. No, it's called he doesn't want to fucking renew his contract because they're putting him in all kinds of weird positions. Like, oh yeah, let's make you IC champ, then take the strap off. You put it on someone who's about as entertaining as paint drawing on the wall, Bobby Lashley. And I'm like, uh, I don't know, dude. I, I would jump ship, too, because to me, if you, if the company you're working for, you've worked for for almost five, six years, is going to say to you, okay, yeah, we'll give you the strap, but you know, you got to represent it this way. I don't think Ambrose wants to represent it in the company's way. I think he wanted to give the fans a show. And when he wasn't allowed to do that, they just kind of put the fucking clamps on him, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And now AEW yeah. is looking really good to him. Yeah, and he's he's one of actually many guys in the WWE that's been there for a while. They've made their money, and it's not really about the money. So they offered him whatever seven-figure amount to to stay there, and he's saying, you know what, I could be John Moxley in AEW and have way more creative freedom, and probably won't make as much as what they offered him, but, it's, again, I'm not about the money. He's got money saved up. Now it's about creative freedom. It's, that's the whole point. <clears throat> you know, him, Zack Ryder, uh, The Revival, uh, Dolph Ziggler, whoever, all those guys out there that are rumored to jump ship, you know, dude, they've got the money. I mean, Revival, uh, they've only been in it for however many years now, but I'm sure they've got enough. But, you know, they can take that gamble to go to AEW and say, you know, I'm going to do something different. And it's not it's not on bad terms. He just simply said, you know, I think I'm going to not re-sign. It's just like Jericho back in, I think it was four or five when he, he didn't renew and he left. It wasn't on bad terms. It was just, man, I'm burnt out. I want to go do this or I want to go do that. Um, and he can, he can do that. So, I, I think it's I think it's very similar to the Jericho deal years ago. It was just just not renewing. It's nothing personal. I'm sure that he'll come back eventually. You know, just won't be for a while. It, and it's also funny. And I'm not trying to like I said, we're all fans, and but you and I are both former workers. The fun part about yeah. this is people seem to generalize and conceptualize an idea, and they post online legit heat between Nia Jax and. and Ambrose, or not Ambrose, but uh, Nia Jackson, our truth at the Rumble. I'm like, look, uh, Ron yeah. is a good man. And, you know, I laugh my ass off. I'm like, if there was legit heat 
I mean, guys, their Twitter and their personal lives are so different because they have to, like, on assignment, they have to post on their social media what they're up to, what they're doing, you know, what's the current scene. I mean, Carmella's pretty good about doing that, you know, and Becky Lynch, of course. Becky's tweets cracked me up. The only one to stifle Becky was uh, Chris Jericho, and that was hilarious. Right, right, yeah. The Twitter war. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. Why and, and you know, back to, I bet they're, they're working, they're working you know, each other. Yeah, I mean, they're they're tweeting at the same time as they're texting each other saying, hey, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip you on here, and I'm going to cut this on you here, and they're laughing at, you know, laughing about it on the phone. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's all just giant work. And, and yeah, I mean, um, you were a worker for a while. I was a worker for a while years ago. And, um, yeah, you know, creative freedom is, is the key, you know. And I remember when I first started, you know, 2011, when I was training, I thought, you know, I'm taking WWE, like a lot of people who get into the business. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you meet guys. You meet guys who come out of the WWE who have been there for a minute and they come back with the horror stories like, dude, you don't want to go there. And so after a while, it was just, you just want to do it because you love it. You just want to do it locally. You just want to do a couple shows and um, get with the promoter. Mm-hmm. If it's small, you guys can kind of come up with some fun stuff. But uh, yeah, on, on the bigger stage of things, if, yeah, if I was in, if I was in Ambrose's shoes and anyone in the WWE, if you don't like where you're at, it's not the only option anymore. And that's exciting. And it's not even AEW. You know, uh, Impact is working on stuff. Uh, New Japan is interesting. Ring of Honor. There's so many options now that are paying. Like, the scene is booming now. So now the WWE is offering giant, lucrative, long-term contracts, and a lot of the guys are, you know, they're saying no. I think Ambrose is the first of very many people to do that. I think, yeah, (laughs) speaking of, you know, getting inside people's heads, man, I usually have a break in between the jibber-jabber for a little advertisement. If you'd like to sign up for the WWE Network, folks, you can go to WWE.com. Look under Network. It's your first month free, so you get Elimination Chamber and all the pay-per-views you missed out for bitching against. $9.99 $9.99 with a valid username and password. That's WWE Network. You can also get a preloaded card at your local GameStops, Dollar Generals, Best Buy, 7-Elevens, and, and Wally-Marts, Walmart. That's you know, the advertisement for WWE Network. <clears throat> also, folks, for those of you fighting the good fight against cancer, cancer sucks, so please support your loved ones by visiting the following websites. Find the Cure for Connor, org. There are plenty of other websites, more than the two just listed. If you have a loved one that is fighting cancer, donate your time. It doesn't have to be your money, but donate your time. Um, you know, buy a T-shirt, run a marathon, do what you got to do. Be anonymous. Support your loved ones who have cancer. Cancer sucks, so fight the good fight. Also, folks, <clears throat> for those of you who likes Ring of Honor and New Japan and all that good jazz and ICW and Progress Wrestling. You can catch it on the Fight Network. Go to fight, F-I-T-E, network.com. Subscription may be a little bit more than WWE or less. 
But you can catch old action from the good old days, as I like to call it. Also, um, if you like to make your child's wish come true, you don't know when their last day is, and want to make it special, so go to makeawish.com, official sponsor of WWE and various other wrestling organizations. That's makeawish.com. Type in the search box of the name of celebrity that you wish you see your child. That's makeawish.com. All right, folks. We're also going to segue into part where Fisher knows me quite well, although some people do not. So buckle up, fuckers. Gonna get inside my head. It's off the rails uncensored. Dig it. about it and I just got a comment on Instagram and message like man your personality is all kinds of off the wall well thanks dude um, <laughs> um, uh, I take that as a compliment you just compared me to Ambrose really I don't think I'm like him at all but uh, I'm not white and two I don't wrestle for millions of dollars thanks though Okay, it's, paycheck, uh, right? it's, yeah, I was like, I, I would take the paycheck, though. I mean, hey. Because <clears throat> I, I mentioned S.H.I.E.L.D. earlier, so that's probably why. Um, uh, yeah, I... Good old S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, the, the gimmick that got well oven-baked and overdone. I think that was uh, another part of the Ambrose departure is that thing's, you know, the wheels have fallen off that wagon quite a bit ago. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I never was a big uh, Ambrose fan on his single, you know, his single push, you know. I mean, he did a few things I liked, but I, him leaving wasn't a super loss to me. I don't know. I was I was never a super big fan of him. You know, dude, okay, it's just like, this segment, like, I'm going to just start off from the top. Like, I really think SmackDown Live has been decent all the fucking time. Monday Night Raw just now is getting better. It's getting there. But there are some decisions in the front or in the office, man, that are really, really not making me happy. Mm-hmm. One, one would be, okay, so why didn't you guys capitalize off the idea when Seth Rollins is hot off the press? It'd be cool to have a dual champion, you know, and the IC title uh, wasn't interesting. Well, at TLC, and this goes back to Ambrose, is the fact that he was not, his his character was not able to breathe. So you're going to put him in a, in a match, a just boring solo match, no ladders, no chairs match, nothing. Ambrose is one of those guys that's enhanced, uh, I believe, his gimmick is enhanced by hardcore elements. 
Like, yeah. you know, like when he was Moxley, he, he just, you know, was crazy in CZW. Because he goes, well, I've had death matches before, you know. You only live this life once, so you can't be, like, scared or, or scared shitless to do it. And, and I just thought to myself when he said that on Chronicle, uh, which I believe that's also straight-up bullshit because they don't go the full length of of their career. Like, they just follow. It's like a documentary. I'm like, are they dying? <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's kind of what his road, his road to recovery after injury and that stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, and they didn't, they didn't uh, go full kayfabe. Like they, it's weird. Like it was half real, then they kind of kept storyline there. Like kayfabe was kind of on the fence. So, because there was something that happened, and it was like he was upset about something or somebody. And it was it was included in the storyline, and I I was like, is this whole thing a work? Like, what what am I watching? Um, so yeah, I don't know. The, <laughs> the chronicle di- thing was weird. The dialogue was so fucking weird, dude. Like it showed me. Like, you think I like doing this shit to my brother? I'm like, are you in character, or did they tell you? Did they tell you physically? Okay, say this, blah blah blah. I'll do this. Okay, so you do a company ask you. That's smart. But what I'm saying is complete bullshit when certain people like you and I can catch on and be like, hmm, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. especially weird. the one with Paige. The one with Paige was real. But mm-hmm. at the same token, dude, they didn't really show you every bit of the emotion. They just shortened it because I'm guessing they have a time constraint. They have to pay a certain company who sponsors them uh, a lot of time. I get it. But at the same token, that's what kind of... Chronicle is a series that really bothers me because a friend of mine watched it. Um, and she, you know, I was like, that's not... I just don't, it's not believable to me. Like, some of it is and some of it isn't. Like, when they were on the tour bus, you know, with with Roman, it just, like, they skipped a bunch of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, I mean, that's kind of why a lot of people are flocking towards other wrestling because, oh, yeah, need to mention, you know, if your fandom... Doesn't extend past WWE, cool, but people, just take a look at what other wrestling groups are doing. Like Ring of Honor, Jay Lethal's held the title for a very long time now. It's like a record, a Ring of Honor record. And you got Cody Rhodes and and Kenny Omega out there doing so much great stuff. And it's just, to me, dude, it bothers me when fans are like, well, how come the Young Bucks turned down WWE? Do you realize if the Young Bucks were to come to WWE, this is just hypothetical, would they, you know, would they just be lost in the shuffle or like, mm-hmm. you know, the Good Brothers? Or, or would oh, yeah. they become Triple H's favorites? They would get lost in the shuffle, and that's and that's a lot of the reason <clears throat> why they started their own promotion. Is I mean, they I don't know if it's a work or not, but they claim that you know they thought long and hard about their options and whatnot. But then again, I think the AEW thing has been in in the works for a while. 
But had they gone to WWE, creative control, there's none. There, you can make all the money in the world, but you're not going to go to Vince McMahon and say, hey, we're going to come up with our own storylines, our own feuds, our own moves, our own entrance, all that stuff. That just doesn't, it just doesn't work. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, and that, I mean, and that was the deciding factor. And in AEW, I think at first it's going to be a success. I think it might, it very well might be a very strong rival against the WWE. I think it's got the right people in the right place. Their attitudes are right. Um, I think just the times are right for it. So they can make the money that WWE was an offer, if not more money, and have complete control of their creative <clears throat> outlook on it. You know, Cody's the same way. It's it's it was about creative control. You know, and absolutely they would get lost in the shuffle. They would be with um, Gallows and Anderson and with AOP and you know. <laughs> Whoever else has been lost, I, I, the fact that I can't remember their name is exactly the point. Um, they would get lost. You know, and the other thing is, people are like, well, I don't like the super indie stuff. I'm like, okay, define super indie. Because there are people that do not sell. There are people that do a bunch of falsies. And it's like, some are, you know, I don't care. Wrestling to me is wrestling. If they do a spot fest, then yes, I do care. Because then it's not wrestling anymore. It just becomes one big, okay, you do this spot, I do that spot. You do this spot, I do that spot. Uh Uh-uh, no. Like, I I appreciate the, you know, the valor for that shit, but no. (laughs) Revolver's not terrible, you know, with that stuff. Sammy does a really good job for his stuff. Um, Evolve. I've been to a few Evolves. That's where I um, I finally got to see Cassius Ono and Matt Riddle and all them. But, dude, mm-hmm. let's be real. Cassius Ono. I don't know what to make of him in NXT. He's not bad. He's not, I just... I just am not. I'm not understanding. I mean, Chris Hero used to be like the the end guy, the cool guy to go to. Now it's just like, wow, dude, you're, you're slopping together matches with Riddle. So basically, you're hanging on by a thread now. Mhm. And I don't know why. You know, I think I know why. Because when they first signed Cassius Ono, Chris Hero, I call him Chris Hero. I cringe at Cassius Ono. When they signed him, they were still going through the process of basically wiping out any kind of past that the wrestler had. You know, whatever you did before here doesn't matter. And so we're going to repackage you as Cassius Ono. A few short years later, you know, like Kevin Owens, like Kevin, that's another example. But years later, like Samoa Joe came in as Samoa Joe. You know, um, Ricochet came in as Ricochet. Adam Cole and so forth. So it makes you wonder, you know, if they would have signed him in two days in XT, I think he would still be Chris Hero. And I think that it's not too late to repackage. I, you know, dude, like, it's amazing to me how people forget, like, 
like I said, there's a division between main roster fan, NXT fan, and um, I'm a purist indie fan. Mm-hmm. It, it just it, it, kind of the thing that I've experienced going around seeing different wrestling, um, as you see, is evidence of you know the times and, and the evolution of wrestling. So. Oh, yeah, and evidence of me and my Facebook, that is, because Rich Swan, Tommy Dreamer, all that, Mark, you know, Mark S. pictures with wrestlers, you know. But um, mm-hmm. I just want to say, it annoys me, dude, when I sit at Barclays Center, and it's like um, <laughs> PTSD. Well, they put the babies with the babies and the heels with the heels. I turned right to the dude and told him, shut the fuck up, please. Yep. You know that feeling when someone uses terminologies and they're not familiar with? That's another thing uh, that's a pet peeve of mine. Oh, yeah. He didn't do it yeah. right in the corner. She's going to kick him in the face. He's going to step up in security. I'm like, uh, I just want to pull some of them aside and say, why don't you get in the ring? We're going to learn back bump, front foot bump, lock up, <laughs> yeah. know, arm wrench, arm wrench into a hammer lock. Yeah. Time to do a back body drop. Let's go. I had that one. I think it was, uh, oh, gosh, Lunatic Lenny. That was a, you met Lunatic, haven't you? Yes, I have. Man, he's such a sweet guy. I hopefully I don't just ruin his gimmick, but he's such a sweet guy. We did this training in Pleasanton, was it? Yeah, Pleasanton, Kansas, years ago, and uh, he knew I was in the training process, and he was like, "Get in the ring," you know. So we got I got in the ring with him, and we were bouncing around doing stuff, and he was like, "Let's do a back body toss," and uh, and, and so I did it, hit it real good, got it, got some good heights on it, and um, man, he was he was so so nice, but man, that's, those things kill you. <laughs> someone who's never been in a ring before they need to do a back body toss and they can tell me you know how they think about it then but yeah a lot of guys who don't know what the fuck they're talking about it it's hard not to just shake them dude I was sitting in Barclays Center and you know I'm from New York so like it's irritating when I blah, 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 blah. I'm like if you're trying to impress your girl here's a thought don't ever say shit in front of a former worker because we can roast you like a Thanksgiving turkey on Thanksgiving Day. Yep. And I I yep. just turned around and told him, I says, Do you I was like, do you know what it takes to get in that ring? Until you do, I said, You know what? I'm gonna let you be who you are because you with your girl. I'm gonna leave. I was gonna move seats because I was just sitting in the nosebleeds, and Barclays has an extensive fucking set of nosebleed seats, anyways. So he follows me. So was I bothering you? And I said, "Dude, pick up your non-existent balls and move the fuck over, please." Because I said I will embarrass you in front of your girl. You think you know wrestling because you watch, you know, shit, you know, how tos on YouTube. I can show you the basics, but that does not mean I know everything about it, okay? Because in wrestling, you still learn. Even if you think you know everything, that's when you start losing is you you think you know everything. That's another thing. I think some of the guys in NXT, you know, like 
Johnny Gargano could have easily quit because what they, you know, he constantly would lose at takeovers. Um, until this year against Ricochet, which that match was phenomenal. Um, every match that Gargano puts, he elevates that person, like his match with Aleister Black at TakeOver mm-hmm. War Games. That was amazing because, you know, he, he attacked Aleister, you know, and Alistair basically said, I will absolve you of your sins. I love the fact that they're letting a Satanist gimmick come out. (laughs) I mean, he hasn't gone full-blown with it, but uh, his kicks, dude, ever since, you know, the Hideo Itami match at TakeOver Brooklyn, ever since Alistair's arrived on the scene, it's just... Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun watching him. I was kind of hoping that they would have kept his Tommy Ann character because when he first debuted, it was the first uh, NXT UK tournament or whatever. Um, he came out after a match. I can't remember which one. And he came out as Tommy Ann, which was his indie name, you know, PWG and all these other uh, great promotions he wrestled for. And it was a sweet gimmick, you know. I mean, I like Aleister Black. I, I have no problem with it. I think it's a great gimmick. I think what they've done is, awesome, but again, it's another one I'm terrified to go up to the main roster because man, oh man, unless, I don't know, unless they book them right, but uh, I don't know, NXT's a fun place right now. It, you know, it goes through cycles, and it took it a while to get where it's at. Um, when it had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Nakamura and Joe, and some people say I'm just not into NXT anymore, you know, and it's fine. I, I watch it because it's like therapy to me. Like it's it's kind of a sense of relief from the bullshit that is the NFL. I mean, another thing about a touch mm-hmm. on that's non wrestling related is just to me like how the fuck can certain teams get to certain places? You know, that's just just throwing that out there, folks. A random thought for the day. Yeah. Very uh, very sh- very Sean Payton of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Peters, oh yeah, Marcus Peters, where you at, bitch? The key to lead, um, yeah, two Raiders and Chiefs fans do not like those two because the key to lead one. Why don't you go shoot yourself in the foot again, um, Marcus Peters? Why don't you get in the face of Sean Payton again? See how that works for you. Mm-hmm. I was. I'm not one to shy I, away from confrontation, folks. I'm not afraid of NFL players. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really want the Patriots to win, but it was one of those, I really didn't want to see Marcus Peters with a ring. I I just could, I could have cared less. I, I still don't care. I'm just ready for next season. Shoot, I'm ready for Royals right now. I'm ready for baseball season. I think, I think on Super Bowl Sunday, a lot of people came over wearing like Chief stuff, and I was the only one wearing like Royals stuff, because I was like, nah, season's over. <laughs> that was just me. I'm yeah. ready for Royals season. Baseball yeah. to me is much well for me. It, it's a lot more entertaining because Yankees fan here. Um, <laughs> baseball folks is a lot. It, it just seems even though like the market's completely out of control, and nobody puts the cap on the salaries in baseball, they should. But it's what it is. They should. Uh, but anyways, folks, let's get back to some wrestling here. 
Um, yeah, I promise you I'll give you a full SmackDown Live review. I don't need to. That show's on autopilot as far as awesome goes. Um, as far as NXT tonight, I don't know where they're going to pick off, you know, or pick up. But I wonder, you know, a lot of people have been pointing the direction of Velveteen Dream's title uh, selection, which would be the North American Championship. Although, mm-hmm. I think Gargano doesn't care because Gargano, in my opinion, dude, he doesn't really need it because I think he's also wrestling out of Evolve, as is Tyler Bate, as yeah. is, you know, Zach Gibson and, and Mark Andrews and all of them from NXT UK. And, you know, it's the misconception mm-hmm. people have, oh, they wrestle is just for NXT. No, they, they, they take other bookings. Yep, and Velveteen wrestled over there recently, too. Mm-hmm. That's why he looks so in shape, folks. That's why he looks uh, fresh, if you will. It's because he takes certain bookings, you know, not just Evolve, but, I mean, he goes where they permit him to go. So mm-hmm. you got to work within your means to make money, right? Wrestling is not just you stick to one unless you're, you're Randy Orton or a John Cena or a big name like Becky Lynch now. Uh, speaking of that, dude, I don't know. I'm going to – I hate to center the, the show around one person, but when Ronda does promos, we're always taught in professional wrestling that you cannot threaten someone nor can you tear them tear the other person down. Eel or babyface. Threaten meaning like on Monday Night Raw, I if I w- if I could I would kill you with my bare hands. Like no. Yeah. <laughs> you're never but, supposed to. You're never supposed to blatantly bury your opponent. Because uh, if you bury your opponent, they make it almost like a there's no threat to you. So if you win, what did you really win? And that's the mentality they teach you is, you know, you want to cut a promo to make yourself look strong and all that stuff. But, like, if you just cut down the other person to be two feet tall, then when you win, it means nothing. And that's exactly what they teach her. And that's exactly where she has an issue with that, with I'll kill you with my bare hands and all that stuff. I mean, she's had some good moments. But, yeah, I cringed at that one, too. I'm glad you brought that up. That's funny. Because it's like, dude, like, I listened to her speak, and she was great when she was doing it to the Bellas, because I could care less about those two. Mm. Um, I think, you know. That was so that was I, so I, good. That was best mic work probably of her entire career. That 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 uh, knocking on doors line was savage to the core, man. It was beautiful. I, I like that she went after them, and I bet you the Bellas were like, okay, I want you to get personal with me. Give me what you got. The Bellas didn't give two flying fucks, dude. They've already accomplished a lot in the business, okay? They've Mm -hmm. cut their own show. They've won championships. And if anything, I think the the women's tag team championships came too late because I think the Bellas should have, in my opinion, whether you hate me for saying this or not, it would have been really good to see them win the championships. People are like, oh, no, this is a new women's era, blah, 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 blah. Shut the fuck up. I mean, if it was five years ago, I would agree. Yeah, if it were five years ago and the Bells were at the, you know, they were really getting heat from the crowd and they were drawing an audience to go for the women's division because people love to hate. So, yeah. the Iconics, I mean, I, I hate to say this, dude, but they're probably going to make the mistake and make Raw have the tag team championships. 
for the women because mm-hmm. it's a heavily favorite, it's a heavy four-jaw conclusion. And I don't mean to say anything negative towards Vince or Hunter or the creative staff of WWE, but Jamie Noble included, Brian James, all of you guys, great, phenomenal job what you've done for the company, but there are some things that kind of make us wonder. Like, is Nia and Tamina become champions, you're going to have the most boring fucking tag team run ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're powerhouses. Yeah. Who's going to beat them? I mean, for real. So, at Elimination Chamber, folks, which is in a couple weeks in Houston, Texas, you can follow it on the network for free. Like I said, you can also subscribe, and then you get charged nine ninety nine afterwards. Your preloaded card, you get three months, so four months with the preloaded card. Anyways, you have Liv Morgan and uh, Sarah Logan. I like those two. Yeah, I think a lot of improvement. I think I think Liv Morgan's getting better and better. I think Sarah Logan, I think she's always been pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I see uh, Sasha and Bailey taking that one. I, I do, too, because like I said, Monday Night Raw tends to get the favoritism when it comes to showcasing talent. Like, you never see – I've never – okay, seldom do we see SmackDown Live when it's Survivor Series. It, I don't. I cannot recall the last year that I remember SmackDown Live going over at all. And I get why, because Raw has the lowest ratings. They had a 2.6 million viewership average in 2018, which is well below normal. You have to have at least three, three, five at the bare minimum to keep your show on board. That's why there's rumors of them going to Fox, and I'm thinking, again... Yeah, it was like a two like a two billion dollar deal or something that they got with Fox this year. And I think they're moving SmackDown back to Thursdays or Fridays or something like that. They're moving see and AEW smart dude for moving the show to CW on Tuesdays, and they've got they've got help and interest from Jim Cornette and Jim Ross. So like I. Most people are thinking, well, JR still helps WWE. He's a free agent, so he's not really exclusive to any brand. He can say, hey, Vince, I think this guy you should take a look out, an eye out for. Hey, you know, so-and-so, you could take a look at this guy or gal. I mean, he's been doing work in New Japan. I miss JR. I do. But I think the good substitution mm-hmm. for him, dude, for me, from NXT, was Mauro Ranello. Mauro, like, uh, uh, Nigel is gold. <laughs> Nigel on NXT UK. Oh goodness. Yeah, I think he's a gold. So, dude, what's your opinion on uh, Jenny from NXT? I think she's very, in my opinion, dude, she's very underrated, and I think that she and Tony Storm should begin the feud. Yeah, I think that. Um, see, Jenny. Is that you? Tall UK? Yeah, the tall slender. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I think I think she looks great. Tony Storm's great as always. I mean, following her for a while. Um, I mean, yeah, I think they should they should absolutely you know drag that out. I think they because okay, Rhea Ripley. I appreciate her, you know, as much as I can, but like. 
I'm not sold on her, you know, like, yeah, she could feud with Tony Storm as well, but it just seems like she just, I don't know. The Mae Young Classic is different than actual NXT, you know, and I, not discounting her talent, I just feel like she's not, she's a good powerhouse, she's great, but I don't feel like she's got a connection with the fans. Right. Yeah, and I mean, it being in just that one market, it's hard to get a fair judgment, you know, um, without traveling with, you know, NXT or anywhere on the main roster and seeing how she fares with that. So, I mean, that's, you can see her swim somewhere else, and it might be totally different somewhere else, too. So, I mean, I think it just kind of limits our hindering on the reaction of, of how she's going to do. And the other thing is, like, before I wrap this up, dude, like, um, overall, like, I think, I don't know about WrestleMania because it, the things are kind of going out of whack. Like, they just now put access tickets on sale. They haven't even said mm-hmm. anything about Hall of Fame. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they ran out of folks to uh, put on the ballot. Some of my fans are saying, really, Marty Janetti? Okay, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. They usually by now start putting names together. I'm kind of waiting on that. Um my guess is it'll probably be after Chamber. Maybe the Monday after Chamber they'll start announcing it. Um, the big, the big rumor is the Undertaker. That's 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 the leading, the lead man right now. Is they're talking about Undertaker, Big Show. Uh, I think Floyd Mayweather as a celebrity entrant. Well, and there's a few. Thanks. William Regal was one of them. There, yeah, there's quite a few on there that I I agree with. I think as long as they keep putting it together, because I was like, wow, normally they either do it before Chamber or after Chamber, and I don't want to put a stifle on that. But, um, yeah. I just, for me, dude, like, I'm, I've always, this is going to sound funny, but, like, I ever since Mania 29, it's just been one right after the other and thinking I was like what do I need to go to the oh yeah WrestleCon WrestleCons are always fun that's kind of like Comic Con but for wrestling fans uh, last year was uh, Stone Cold Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels were my big three yeah and so Stone Cold dude has got meat hook for hands I says dude he is fucking huge mm-hmm. um, Shawn Michaels is a Goofy as goofy can get. Oh, you know, man. I just—he's one of my big-time favorites. Brad, on the other hand, I don't think he was angry. I think he was just tired. <laughs> when I said I'll go back to the ATM, dude, you know, to get my stuff, he's like, "Okay." And I was like, "Oh, I struck a chord. I don't know how." But anyways, um, to wrap this, yeah, to wrap this up, folks. The new co-host of Off the Rails on Spencer with the new time at 11.30 a.m. 
you can download this on iTunes. You can share with your friends on Facebook. I'll be sharing this on Twitter on Train 5000 and also Instagram at Wrestle underscore radio on Instagram. So feel free to ask Fisher any questions. I'll be working mm-hmm. on new art and also a docu-series called uh, The Tracks of Life. It may be a little bit before I get some videos uploaded to the new YouTube channel. All right, fam. <clears throat> That's it for today's show. Enough send-offs. I am Brian Rails, and if you didn't like what I said, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And uh, Fisher, thank you, man, for coming yep. on the show. We hope to see, or no, I hope to see you next week, man. I got to go. Yep. All right. That's all, folks. I gotta eat. Dig it. Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.